0: Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, you'll hear my chat with my best friend, Matt. We met our freshman year of college, and we've been pretty much inseparable ever since. We've had a lot of conversations over the years about adulthood and career paths and looking into the future. So I figured let's tie it all into a podcast episode. We talk about the societal expectation of having your shit together at a certain age, and how social media influences how you view your own life. We question if you can do what you love and still be able to pay the bills, and we also ponder over the possibility of moving away to attempt to start over. But, spoiler alert, that does not fix your problems. But before we get to that, I'm going to start this episode off with a story. After about three years of working in the film industry, I started to get panic attacks at work. I've been in therapy since then, and my panic attacks have decreased, but... When they arrive, there's no stopping the madness. This story is essentially a reenactment of panic attacks that I've experienced, so I apologize if this triggers anyone. These panic attacks have made me question if I'm making the right career choices, or if it doesn't actually matter what I do. I wrote this to share what goes on in my brain in the hopes that people listening can relate, or for folks that don't experience anxiety to understand what it's like, or where it comes from. So without further ado, here it is. When I'm at work, I make lists. In my head or on paper, it doesn't matter. I just have to get one thing done at a time. When a new email comes in, it means a new task is added to my list. When that happens, I complete the task as fast as I can so I can get back to that list. More often than not, another email will come in, and I'll respond. And another. And each one seems to be more urgent than the next. So then i got to push it up on the list, so other items will get pushed down. And that pisses me off. I start to breathe heavy. i got to get it done, and i got to get it done fast, so it's off my plate, and I can get back to the original list. As soon as I think that, more to-dos would pop up, of course. And before I know it, the heavy breathing makes a comeback. It gets louder, my heart beating faster and faster. I'm thinking, this can't happen now. There's all these other things to do. Emails to send, people to call. Oh God, I'm never gonna get it done in time. I'm gonna get yelled at. I hate yelling. I can't handle yelling. It'll be all my fault. Oh God, I can't cry now. I don't want anyone to see me. It'll be fine. It's always fine. But what if it's not? Oh God, the tears. God damn it, quiet down. You don't want anyone to hear you or see your puffy eyes. You can't keep doing this. You need this job. They're gonna think you're unstable, that you're too emotional. What if they fire you? You can't freelance again. What if you can't afford to pay rent? What if you have to move home? You can't move home. Your parents, and the yelling, and the screaming, and the fighting, and living with your parents. Maybe you should do something else. Party planning, maybe? That could be fun. You love planning things, but it's probably more stressful than this, and you definitely aren't handling this very well. Oh god, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. Oh god, what if I can't handle the job because this keeps happening? I feel dizzy. Everything hurts. Make it stop. How did I end up on the floor? Is anyone looking over here? I hope not. Just get up. Sit back down. It's fine. It'll be fine. You just got to get through it. You will get through it. You're better than this. You can do this. Just take your time. You're good at your job, you know what you're doing, but you can't keep doing this to yourself. I feel like this all the time. It's fucking exhausting. There's gotta be a way out of the panic. If I have a heart attack in my 30s, I'm gonna be pissed. You ready?
1: Let's do it.
0: Great. (laughs) Welcome to Anxious AF.
1: Yes. So excited to finally be here.
0: Yes. Matthew's been bugging me to be on (laughs) Anxious AF for a very long time and apologies. So, Matthew, tell the people about where you're at and what you've been up to and your story.
1: I am her best friend. Um, We met in college. And um, while I was there, um, I chose to study marketing. And advertising, and from kind of that perspective, that was how I saw my future. It had always been kind of the direction I wanted to go as some type of business-related career. So, graduated in 2010 uh, with a marketing degree, um, and then promptly went into an industry that had absolutely nothing to do with marketing. Went into travel-related services, so I became a travel agent, um, and then kind of from there. Um was fortunate enough to then land a job in my dedicated career track um, at a agency here in New York City. A uh, social media-based agency. was there for about three years and then moved on to a second agency where I am currently.
0: So there's this, this episode of what I want to talk about today is the anxiety that we have over this pressure to sort of figure your shit out at a certain age. You and I are both in our 30s. There's this sort of pressure to have your shit together. There's this pressure to, you know, have the career that you want and the family that you want. I kind of want to see where you're at and if you have anxieties in the same sort of vein.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's something that has become more prevalent to me, not necessarily in a bad way. I'm just more aware of it. Um, I was definitely the kid who had his life planned, you know, five, seven years kind of ahead of myself and was like you know at, at 35 i'm gonna have this and i'm gonna be doing this and i'm gonna be living here with so-and-so and blah 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 and just having this plan and then in the spring of 2016 i lost my job and kind of all of that went out the window i don't swear on your podcast okay <laughs> do it uh, i dare you yeah uh it all went to shit There it is. Uh, There's the aggression. So, uh, yeah, uh, I got let go in 2016 and kind of did that, like, uh, what now moment. (laughs) Living in New York in jobs that at the time, you know, I was living, but I wasn't saving. I wasn't.
0: I mean, you can't really save here anyway.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, I immediately, the income that was living maybe, like, with one paycheck's worth of buffer, was gone, so I was like, "Well, how am I supposed to survive in this city that costs a hundred dollars to go to lunch?" Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it was. It ended up being ten months um, of unemployment, and it not for lack of trying. It's a rough place to be, and I think kind of after that, I was like, "You know what? Like, you can't plan ahead because in the end, the people that you work for, if you don't work for yourself, which most of us do not, they don't really care." <laughs> They are looking for the best people for their business at that moment, but it sucks to be that person who gets that pink slip and has to walk out the door and, you know, really kind of figure out what's next.
0: So then how did you sort of bounce back up from that?
1: Yeah, I took a much needed vacay. You know, I went home to Maine and just spent a lot of time just kind of like vegging out for the summer on the beach, which sounds amazing and it was, but it also let me kind of say, you know what, it'll be okay. Like maybe this is a moment where I can reset and either come back to New York super strong or maybe it's a time to leave the city.
0: And I think we were talking about this kind of recently about like this need to just move and just jumpstart our lives and, and do something else. There's this point where you just are like, how can I be doing the same thing? Is this really what I want to do? You know, what do I see for my future? For me, it's like I'm thinking so short term and like what will get me through the day and what will pay my rent. And that's it. Like I haven't really looked into the future till fairly recently and being like, I feel stuck in this place. So, yeah, does that resonate with you at all? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that. Um, kind of in the world of social media. Um, I worked in social for almost three years um, and became very much aware, if I wasn't already, the manipulation of quote-unquote content um, that people create Um, and just that idea that, like... Yeah, the fabrication. Yeah, it's like, okay, so I took 300 photos today, but I'm only going to post the best ones. I'm only going to post the ones... Of that hot dog with the gold leaf or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you're not talking about the fact that, oh, the person who bought said hot dog just charged it to their Amex card that already has a $10,000 balance, you know? Like,
0: or that they, they just threw up after eating that hot dog.
1: Right. Just all these things. You're only seeing that one snapshot in that person's life that they've chosen to kind of put their best foot forward. Um, I really applaud people who flip the script on that and say, you know what? I'm going to post my good and my bad. Um, yeah, I think unfortunately that tends to come in the form of, you know, uh, mental health. I think a lot of people, you know, they try they choose to, you know, not in a bad way, but they choose to post about like moments when they have depression, um, which doesn't always resonate with everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it also depends too. It's like if you are an influencer, there's a different look to it, which oh, God don't knows. Really get me started. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, working in social, I think. You're doing a disservice to the world if you don't use your platform in ways that are beneficial to marginalized communities. Um, And that can be anything from LGBT, here we are coming off of Pride Month, or people who have depression, people who have a chronic illness. You know, you have this platform that can reach millions of people. I mean, we know all these celebrities who have millions and millions and millions of followers and to just sit there and say buy my shit okay that's great but like why don't you give voice to these people who like don't have one or need more research funding or whatever it may be it just it doesn't happen enough I don't see it enough I mean that might also be me but like there's there's a reason that people have given you this platform like whether it's I like your music or I you know like what you stand for it doesn't make any sense to not use your platform. I mean, like, listening to Little Nas X just come out, and I fucking hate Old Town Road. <laughs> I hate it so much, but...
0: I don't hate it. I think it's not that... I'll
1: put it on loop if I'm supporting this band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Uh, along the, like, influencer lines, I was talking to somebody about Kim Kardashian and Shapewear and, like, oh, her new Lord. line... You have so much money. Do you need to put more things out? Can you, like you were saying, like help somebody else create something? Yeah. If people follow them, like the Kardashians, like they will buy the things. So money could be donated to yeah. you're not like you could be doing so much with your platform. And I think that's what career anxiety for us. It's I look at other people's social media and I'm like, I'm not doing enough i need to do more i need to be fighting more or like there's instagrams that tell me i'm not fighting enough or that i'm or i should do self-care then i'm like which is it
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean i think there's so there's just so many things that like i also feel like we were never taught (laughs) um it's also a different age now i mean our parents didn't have social media but not even i mean even outside social like how do you negotiate a salary when you get a new job? How do Oof. you like what's important? How do you negotiate a raise? How do you do? Not- and do you tell
0: other people about your salary? And- the answer to that is yes.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, I've had. I know exactly how much my coworkers make, and then I look at myself and I go, mm, "Well, uh I don't make that much." Um, but I mean, it's 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 interest. It's an interesting place to be. Um, you know, after I got laid laid off and, and I got this job offer, I felt like I didn't have anywhere to negotiate because I couldn't afford to not get this job. Nope. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for something for fear that they would say, that's too much. We can't do that. And then I'd be jobless still. So there's that balance of like, how do I get what i value myself for how do i get that out of my employers and no one taught me how to do that
0: and no one taught you how. yeah no one taught you how to fight
1: yeah like or yourself
0: yeah exactly yeah. you can get everything you want but how yeah. like is that possible especially living where we're living like we have to get to pay in order to afford this high rent out here we have to get to pay off bills and like there's all these things that comes with adulting i don't know i I just feel like I want to do – I always talk about if we're spending all this time away from our families or our lives or whatever, should I be doing something that I enjoy the whole time, like the yeah. whole 24 hours of every day? Or should I just do what I have to do for those eight, nine hours and then have the money to do something that I enjoy? I and it's understand. always like this this battle and this quality of
1: life. And You're stuck, right? I mean I think lots of people will say – Oh, if I could do whatever I want, it would be x, but then you look at it and you're like, "X ain't going to make me enough money to live or support my kids, or like live the life I want to live, and so you're stuck going to work every day
0: and it's also like now because we're single people and we don't have children, like we technically should be able to do whatever because we don't have right, those we're responsibilities the
1: most flexible yeah
0: but then we're but still yet, like the least flexible yeah we're like oh look we're still stuck yeah what i was thinking is like if you could imagine though your dream scenario of like you could do anything you want and not have the stress of trying to fund living yeah what would you do
1: uh i want to open a luxury motel
0: a motel i thought it'd be a hotel well, knowing you same. matthew likes to want to live fancy so, so I like, hotels it was hotel. are big.
1: Like, I want, like, 20 rooms. Okay. Maybe 30. I actually stayed at the beautiful Darius Inn, Block Island, Rhode Island, um, which was... Uh, Advertising my podcast. You're welcome. I'm trying to get you some sponsorship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, two sisters who bought this dilapidated property, renovated it, and it's amazing. I mean, it's just them. They, you know, every day they're out there on the island, they serve breakfast, they host a happy hour, they get to know all of their guests, they have repeat guests, and, you know, I, uh, one of my first jobs ever in life, uh, I worked at a small hotel, and I just loved that engagement with people. Um, so kind of, again, when I chose to go into marketing and business, um, I really wanted a role that involved people. Um, so I chose to kind of go into this client services type role um, in my current career because that gave me the opportunity to chat with people all the time
0: yeah that's that's honestly the favorite part of my job now in this podcast is just talking to people i love that that's all about my one of my first jobs too is as you know I worked at a, a assisted living and I was a waitress and so uh, i was there for off and on for like six, seven years interacting with the same people every day. You would hear new stories from their from their lives and you got to be friends and I ended up having relationships with them even after I left before they unfortunately would pass on. I was thinking about going back into being an activities coordinator because I love I feel like I'd be really good instructor for the elderly.
1: I mean I think there's something exciting about the elderly sounds weird but um, no
0: but like they've lived these
1: I mean I think the stories are amazing um but you know I mean it's kind of that idea that like eventually they're not going to be here and like those stories are also not going to be here like until you hear those stories like you you know it's weird because I don't really I don't have any kids so they don't have any grandkids from myself Uh, my siblings have have children but um you know my children Probably we won't be able to hear those stories directly from them.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, how can I be career focused and family focused? Because I'm just like, when am I going to have kids? Because I think I want them. Yeah. And how do you plan for it? I can't even, I don't have plants. I don't have pets.
1: I mean, you have to find a way to do what you want to do. I mean, I look at my current company and, you know, it's a company based on remote work. Um, so pretty much everyone can be remote, but I work with a lot of parents, um, and they, you know, it gives them the flexibility to have an income, but also be able to take time to work with their kids' schedules and, you know, chaperoning things and taking their kids to dance or baseball or whatever it may be. So they're able to kind of do both and be involved and also have their own kind of career path as well.
0: It's just like, the more that I think about it, that I'm like, am I going to be ready for a kid? in 5 years, 10 years, how does that look? And I'm just like I don't even know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow. The moving, the stress of moving and then it's all of that anxiety that's barreling itself into one giant mess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting that you bring up moving because you know, in my extended unemployment, um got a job offer in a city other than New York. Um boiled it down sat in my apartment here, looked at it and said, I have too much shit. There's no way in hell I'm moving 300 miles away. Like I just the uh, anxiety of saying, okay, I have to pack up this life I've built for 9 years to move was so overwhelming that I turned down a job because of it.
0: Even for me now, if I if I think about moving, just the thought of Oh, God, I have I have actual furniture now. I've never had actual furniture before. How am I going to move all of these things? And, and do I have to get a, a U-Haul? And, like, just the thought of having to arrange all of these things and figure out your living situation and figure out where what the job is. And, well, theoretically, you would move with some sort of job. But, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah, but then it's like, you know, it's how, oh, how quickly do they need me wherever? Like, does that mean I have to go with no apartment or you know, race out and try to find an apartment in a week before I start this job or, you know, whatever. There's a lot. I mean, I have other friends who are, you know, doing long-distance moves this month and, you know, thinking about them doing this. And I'm just like, that's overwhelming. And I'm not even doing the moving. (laughs)
0: Just this this conversation is overwhelming me. It's fun.
1: (laughs) Goosebumps. Itchy. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel this need that I have to be doing more all the time. Uh, I had a conversation with my therapist and I was talking about what if I want to start over and and start a new life and move on somewhere else. And my therapist was just like, you can do all of those things, but you need to work on yourself. Your problems are just going to follow you wherever you go. And if you're still mad about, you know, if you're still dealing with this eating disorder, you're still worrying about your weight. Then you're never going to be truly happy wherever you are, and until you fix those insecurities, is there ever going to be a career you really want, or is there ever going to be a life that you really want if you're not satisfied with yourself? And I was like, oh well, fuck me then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. I mean, there's so I mean, right? There's movies made out of people who are like, oh, you're just running from your problems, and like that's a legitimate thing. Like people are like, oh, if I move and I leave my problems behind, then everything will be fine. But that's not necessarily the case. And, you know, it's like do you work on yourself to a point where the things that currently make you unhappy become happy because you're just a happier person right. overall.
0: I mean, I've been at the same place for a long time now. The job has there's times when it beats you down, but then there are times that I'm doing other things now. So it's like, okay, I feel better. And this doesn't matter because I'm working on myself. But in reality, until I figure out how to how to love myself fully. And then also that, when am I going to love myself? What's the time frame?
1: Oh, can we get there? Can I get
0: there now? Because I'm just like, if I don't love myself now, then when? And then when can I have a family like and what's children? The, yeah,
1: how do I move on to step two? I don't know. I think, again, it comes back to social media, right? Like you see our friends with diamonds on their fingers, babies in their arms, all these things that kind of.
0: Are both at the same time.
1: Oh God. Uh, <laughs> but you know, all these things that a lot of people want and you're like, well, well they're doing it already. How I have, I, I don't have any plants that are real. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. People you, that buy houses and like, you know,
1: but I think it's ugh. also, again, it, I think they're I think, you know, and then I, I try to look at my friends who have bought homes or have babies and, say, you know, justify their choices <laughs> to myself. Um, you know, it's like, oh, my friend bought a house. Oh, but it's in Maine, so it's, like, a lot cheaper. So, like, I don't – like, that's okay. And kind of justify their their stage in life to myself to kind of be like, it's okay. You just haven't gotten there yet.
0: Yeah. And then people say, like, you can't compare yourselves to other people and their experience, but that's what social media is. Right. It's inevitable. Like,
1: And you can't survive in the world without social really well anymore anyway now.
0: You have to <laughs> – and if you're doing anything, you have to advertise there. And if you're – with social media, it's like the only reason why I feel this like, – or not the only, but a lot of the pressure is, is emphasized because you're seeing all those things. So you're, like, the, seeing the wedding, you're seeing the... And you're see,
1: well, you're seeing the success. Yeah, you're quotes,
0: seeing like, the engagement photos yeah. and the, the baby pictures and, and their diamond ring. And I feel like I'm just like, why am I not there yet? Yeah. Like, why haven't I figured it out? I'm turning 32 very soon.
1: Oh, so soon. <laughs>
0: Literally, when we were recording this podcast in a week. So it's like my parents were... Not that my parents are an example of moving on with things because I don't but that they got married in their late 20s and they had me in their 30s and so it's like I haven't done anything yet I'm just like "What? what do I need to do who do I need to call
1: but I think the world I mean again the world completely different place like my mom had the same job her entire life you know she
0: yeah my parents did too
1: you know that's very normal that was or that was very normal um now not so much. I think it's so I think it's just so become so difficult to find a job without help, which I think is a problem. Um
0: you gotta know somebody I, right. or
1: And I think that just doesn't, you know, on top of having to know somebody, you then have to have these obscene qualifications because all these companies know that those people are looking for work,
0: and you you have to have the job anyway because you got to pay off the expensive piece of paper that you received. Right, I mean it's doing, a vicious circle, right? Yeah, from doing twenty years of schooling that you needed to have to get yeah. this job that will pay you, yeah, thirty thousand a year, or whatever.
1: <sighs> <laughs> oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going for a drink later, so yeah, who we'll wants the to come? Yeah,
0: <laughs> honestly, to the people listening, is there a message that you want to send to them?
1: Stop comparing yourself to other people on social media. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, there's like the new – have you heard the new term like -like? hate-like? Where like you like someone's photo but you actually hate it?
0: That's what I thought it meant, but I was like, is it really that easy of a definition? Yeah.
1: So it's like, oh, you know, if someone posts themselves in front of the Eiffel Tower, you're like, oh, I'm pissed at – Susie went to the Eiffel Tower, but I'm going to like this photo because, like...
0: That seems so unnecessary.
1: Yeah, but that's, like, a thing now. And I think, you know, if you are looking at photos of the Eiffel Tower and you're like, man, I just really... I've never been. I really want to get there. Make a goal. Do it. Like, figure it out. You know, it's not... it, It may take you 10 years to get there. It may take you... Fifteen years to get there. You may not get there until you're seventy-five. You know, but if you get there, that it doesn't matter when. As long as you get there. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Matthew. Yes. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, this has been, uh, it's been a. It's been something, guys. I made it.
0: Yeah. Do you want to promote any social media of any sort, or you're good?
1: Promote all the socials. I got lots of socials. Um, no. Uh, at Maddie Laurie on all the platforms. I don't really tweet, so but you can tweet me, and maybe I'll tweet you back like a month later. Um, Sounds but, about uh, right. Yeah, hit me up, come chat, come hang out in New York. Let's get a drink. Let's oh do wow,
0: it. really? <laughs> We're doing that. I
1: love good friends.
0: I like new, new friends. We love them.
1: But yeah, at Maddie Laurie, let's chat.
0: Awesome. Slide into the
1: DMs. But
0: Slide don't, in. Don't do that.
1: But kind of do that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, for finally doing this.
1: Yeah. I appreciate
0: you this was fun
1: yeah and thanks again you're welcome see you later bye bye
0: so that was my conversation with Matt thank you again Mr. Matthew for joining me on an episode I always enjoy our tangents and deep conversations and I hope you all did too let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other episode by emailing us at anxiousafshow at gmail.com or reaching out to us on social media via our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Anxious AF Show. Please subscribe wherever you get podcasts and tell your friends to subscribe. Write us a review. Give us five stars. You can also stream the show on anxiousafshow.com. Angelique Gabara edited and mixed this episode. Music is by Garrett Rose. You can stream his work on GarrettRose.com. And hi! I'm Sarah Curlin. I host and produce this show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.